This episode of Turn On The Podcast is a little different because... Yeah, I go live talking to Jane Hardwick-Collins, who's an amazing Australian rites of passage for women. And she's a queen, shaman, amazing woman. And we go into the depths of perimenopause and menopause and what it means for women. It's a really juicy amazing episode for all women, you know, not just for women over 50 who are going into perimenopause, but for the younger generation to see that this rite of passage is such an amazing journey. So stay tuned. One not to miss. Enjoy. Turn on the podcast. Turn on your relationships, your parenting, your love, your sex. Turn on your career, your money, your work, your business, your passion, your success. But mostly, turn on to you. Just before we get into it, we want to let you know that you can find and work with us at studiochi.com.au. For facilitation, coaching, speaking and acupuncture, Skype and in-person clinic sessions. Go to studiochi, S-T-U-D-I-O-Q-I dot com dot A-U. And don't forget to subscribe and share us with your friends. We really appreciate it. Now let's get into the podcast. Good morning. Hello, hello. I'm here this morning and I'm going to be talking to Jane Hardwick-Collins all about perimenopause. So, um, yeah, this is my first live with someone else, which is very exciting. Week four of my little four-week uh, lives that I've been doing. So I think we will just wait until people are coming on um, and they're telling more followers that we're on and hopefully Jane will pop up in a minute um, and... Mm. we can get going with our questions. So I'm so excited. Um, Jane is an amazing woman. I met her about a year ago um, or more, um, and I've just been very inspired about who she is as a woman. And, um, yes, hello, hello. So I can't wait to have a little chat to her. And there she is. Come on in, Jane. You just need to, yep, go live. Prompt. I love it. And hopefully it'll be coming through. Oops, connecting. Hi. Hi. There she is. Hello. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you, Tabitha? I'm very well, Jane. Oh, there you are. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Hey, I just to want to check. I just want yes. to check. Last time I did an Instagram live, apparently there was a lot of echo, so maybe we could just figure out whether that's happening as I speak and do something about it if it is. Okay. Yeah, there's a little bit of distortion on there, but not echoing. So okay. can you hear me? I can hear you, yep. Right, yep. Your picture's just a bit fuzzy my side, but, you know, I can hear I'm you a bit fuzzy. And... <laughs> Fuzzy's good. It'll probably come clearer. So, okay, so. yeah. So welcome. Thank this is you my for inviting me. 
Yeah, yeah. I know. I was so excited when you went, yep, I'll jump on. I'm like, yeehaw, got the woman on. <laughs> so we're just waiting for a few more people to arrive. But I've been calling you the rites of passage queen. Um, I hope that sits fine with you. <laughs> yes, of I, course. Yeah, because I think you, you know, are. I call myself, call myself a women's mysteries teacher and, and, you know, rites of passage is a big piece of what the women's mysteries is all about. I love it. Beautiful. And so, um, yeah, that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today with the questions that I've, that I've sort of got. And I'm sure maybe some ladies will have some questions as we, as we go on. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, let's just start with um, rites of passage, you know, for um, I think it's something that you really opened my eyes up to with perimenopause and menopause. Um, you know, why is it so important for women to have this through this this new journey that we're sort of going on, do you think? Yeah, well, I think that the most important thing to realise about the menopausal rite of passage and all rites of passage is that they are happening whether we pay attention to them or not. So yes. whether we bring consciousness to how we greet this transformation we're going through or not, it still happens. Okay. And, you know, what, what that, why that matters is because of how rites of passage affect us. And shall I just say about that? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay, so a rite of passage, whatever happens or doesn't happen, whatever's said or not said, yes. teaches us on a subliminal level, which means we don't even realise we're being taught, how yep. our culture values the next role we're going into. So uh, at menopause, it's the wise woman years. So it yes. teaches us how the culture values a postmenopausal woman and also in that how we should behave to be accepted by the culture. Wow. Now, it's one of the ways to really understand the impact of that is to revisit our experiences of our menarche, our first period, and uh -huh. figure out what that taught us about being a woman by the... Um, subtle and not-so-subtle messages that we were given. So around menopause, there are lots of subtle and not-so-subtle messages around um, how we should manage ourselves through this transformation, where actually yes. what's going on is transformation, and transformation <laughs> won't be stopped. I mean, it will be stopped. It can be stopped. It can be, it can be medicated away, but that yes. has yes. its effects, you know. And just like with childbirth, and menstruation, there will always be some women who need medical help to negotiate the transformation, but not everybody. And sure. I would say that one could imagine from the way our culture talks about or actually doesn't talk about menopause yep. that yes. um, it's not valued. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. I really feel that and hear that with sisters and clients and, and women and I think that's why it inspired me to go, I want to talk more about this. I want to have a tribe of women and elders like yourself to come in and, and share these things that we all really we need to hear about to mm. make this journey, you know, a little more ex or juicy and, and, like you said, consciousness around it. Yeah, yeah, and that's not hard. It's actually easy, but it's, it's a different perspective to the dominant medical mainstream. 
Yes. So that, that could be challenging. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so to make it easy, what's something that women can do or, I mean, to acknowledge it, is that the first step? Yes, definitely, to to acknowledge, well, to, to inform ourselves about it. You know, it's a yes. bit like yep. women usually don't go into childbirth anymore without any preparation. I mean, obviously some do, but we've, yeah. we've figured out that it's a good idea to prepare for childbirth. <laughs> totally, yep. <laughs> yeah, so same with menopause, you know, yes. absolutely I, same. And, you know, yeah. back in the day, and I know that sounds a little bit sort of um, hope, well, what's the word? reminiscent or, or yeah. something, but basically we would have seen, if we weren't living in the nuclear families of separation from each other, we would have been watching our mothers and grandmothers and the lady across True. the road and down the street and whatever go yes. through menopause in a really yes. obvious and, um, and um, celebrated way in the way we do childbirth. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. so basically it wasn't foreign. No, no, it's it's an accepted part of our life. So in terms of how to make it easier or better or conscious or whatever, number one, educate yourself about it, which, like I said, same as you would for childbirth. And there are some good books around now and and resources. I'm actually making an e-course that's about um, harnessing the transformational power of menopause. So that will be out in a couple of weeks. But really, yeah, just like, like I said, education and then part of that education is to learn about where menopause sits in the cycles you know like Ah. and in doing that you start to see how our patriarchal culture has been denying the descent right menopause is the descent in our life seasons and you know that sounds scary or yucky or whatever, only because no. our culture is fixated on youth and beauty and yes. a post a perimenopausal woman is not youthful and yes. she will be beautiful but not in the way that the patriarchal culture ide- idealises the yes. 25-year-old, say. Totally, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. I know that I went through that. Like it actually stopped me posting about my, me being a perimenopausal woman there for a while and it wasn't until I did your workshop um, with the menopause that I went, stop this. This is a time to embrace it and allow other women in on these secrets in a way, you know, to to rejoice in it and be a part of this journey, be conscious of it. Absolutely. Like or else, you know, or else it's a struggle. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, maybe not always but, you know, like with everything, the more you put into something, the more you're going to get out of it. And menopause yes. is is a really awesome opportunity to um, do as what Dr. Christian Northrup says. Yes. Heal all the unhealed parts of us. Yeah. So wow. It's, it's, she also refers to it as the mother of all wake-up calls. So it's kind of like. Well, there's lots of reasons for this. I just Shall I quickly talk about the hormones? Yeah, I love that. Awesome. Okay, all right. So at Menarche, so average age 13, but whenever that was for you, a veil of hormones descends upon us. Like it, it covers us and impacts everything. And it's not a bad thing. It's just what is, and it's all yeah. about reproduction. 
And so one of the yes. main hormones is estrogen. And estrogen is known mm-hmm. as the hormone of accommodation. And what that means uh-huh. is, <laughs> is that when we're fertile and going through our menstrual cycle in the healthy way, you know, like pathology is yeah. a whole other story, but yes. in the healthy way, going through our menstrual cycle years, our fertility years, we yeah. are um, accommodating other people's needs, especially those that we have the responsibility to care for. So lots of sure. sacrifice, lots mm. of um, the focus is on nurturing. And this could be human babies or other than human babies that we've created and birthed, like businesses or careers or whatever. But through yes. our fertile years, it's a, a big lot of the focus and energy is on how we sacrifice ourselves to support or nurture the things that we want to. And that's it doesn't feel bad. It feels good, you know. That's no. all part of it. Yes. But then yes. at around, say, well, probably around five years before your last period, but, you know, you never know when that's going to be. Average age is 50, 51. So let's say from mid-40s on, every, yes. this veil begins to rise. Mm. And so... <laughs> <laughs> accommodating everybody else's needs becomes less of a priority. That's a nice way to say I it. I love it. Yes, I and love so, it. <laughs> and so there's more of an orientation to self, which is, you know, yep. probably about bloody time. <laughs> well overdue, totally. I love it. So amazing, isn't it, what hormones do and if we pick up on that, how we can journey with that and go, okay, what relationships are not doing it for me now? Where do I need to be? Yeah. So good. Mm. Cool. So you've often talked about the, and I call her the MAGA. Am I pronouncing her that right? I call her MAGA, but there's lots of names for her. MAGA, yeah. Yeah. That was the name that was taught to me by my teacher, Cedar Barstow from America. Yep. So shall I talk about that? I'd love to because that sort of is the archetypal energy that the perimenopause is in. Is that right? Absolutely, yeah. Well, if we... We know that the earth goes through seasons, so spring, summer, autumn, winter, and we are all as if the earth in so many ways, especially with our menstrual cycle, living the cycles. So we also go through our own life seasons. And many many women and people would be used to hearing the term maiden mother crone. So that's that's an old story that we've now been able to... um, widen because we have spring as our maiden season, summer as our mother season, and the mother season, the summer ends with menopause and then we're like 50 or whatever, so halfway through our lives. Yes. So after summer comes autumn and that's the season of maga and then that lasts till about 70 or so and that's Ah. when crone starts. And that's the right. winter. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there's other names for Marga that people use, queen, yep. um, matriarch, sovereign yep. woman, um, yes. enchantress, witch, yes. priestess. So yeah. choose your name, like, but the idea is like the autumn season. <laughs> okay. Wow. Great. And so knowing and, that we're in this, yeah, go on. I'm sorry, I was just going to say I think that's one of the most um, – significant things that I've learned and then been able to teach, especially this concept of MAGA, the autumn season of our lives, because women who are approaching menopause or 
going through perimenopause or whatever, when they hear that they're going into their autumn rather than the end, their winter, <laughs> then it's yes. like they get a whole nother chapter to their lives, which is really what we need to reclaim here because postmenopausally we have a lot of responsibility. And right. it's our harvest season, just like the autumn is the harvest season and also the season to let go. So there's the yep. clues, lots of letting go. Yeah, And then yep. notify, noticing our harvest, you know, our, what we've learned and what we've created and mm-hmm. then sharing it, you know, just like we would have back in the day with our, within our community sharing our harvest. So we've got to reclaim that, that way of sharing our harvest with each other. And anybody who will listen. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And that's a good, like, 20 years of doing that, isn't it? If you, Absolutely. If you go from 50. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Like, and it's a, it's a completely different energy because, like, once you stop menstruating, yes. you, don't, you don't have the big swings of a menstrual cycle, like the the highs of ovulation and the lows of bleeding. Yeah. And I don't mean low yes. as bad. It's just low, you know. That's no, another thing it's... about our patriarchal culture that we've kind of good and bad things but high and low just don't yeah. have a judgment around it. So so yeah. menstrual cycles like this, so like quite swings of energy and everything, but post that, that we still swing but mm-hmm. nowhere near the same. So when we don't yeah. have a menstrual cycle, yeah. for whatever reason, pregnant, breastfeeding, um, any pathology that means the menstrual cycle is not there or yep. pre-menarch yep. or men and boys, then the cycle is yes. the moon. So uh-huh. part, of, uh. part of post-menopause is reorienting ourselves to lunar time or lunar cycle. Yes. So that's yes. less extreme than the menstrual cycle. So that gives the postmenopausal woman the um, ability to be less kind of thrown by her cycle and more able to focus and um, be present. That's once she's learned how to ride insomnia, if that's what happens, and also the um, hot flushes or whatever other physical experiences that we have. And you might note I said physical experience there, not symptom, because menopause is not a disease and a symptom is a sign of a disease. So we need gotcha. to be so, so careful and mindful about our yeah. language. Yeah, I love it. It's, I love it. That's so, I so believe that. It isn't a disease. It's a beautiful, amazing process that chucks in hammers and you know all sorts of things at times it doesn't feel so amazing sometimes but then that's the journey isn't it that's where the juice can be absolutely you know nothing else is is smooth and easy all the time (laughs) why would menopause be (laughs) exactly yes so true i love it and to say also to be fair some women breeze through menopause without any any issues and some have big massive struggles but it's kind of that thing of wherever you go, there you are, you know, like so. Mm-hmm. And our previous rites of passage inform our next ones. So yeah. we meet the themes that have been set up in our rites of passage and also our red thread or mother line generational trauma plays out in our ah. rites of passage. Wow, wow. That's and so, so that's, that gives us the opportunity to do the healing for our red thread too. Wow. Wow, for the other mother's past. 
And and those in, those coming. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even more important, those coming. Yeah. Oh, this is such juicy, juicy information. <laughs> Love it. And so then the, then the crone steps in around 70 and that's, like you said, it's the winter time. So can you go into a little bit of that maybe? Yeah, sure. So if we think of the earth seasons and then personify that, you know, the maiden is the spring, so we can imagine that. The mother is the summer in her full bloomness. The mm. marga is the autumn in her letting go and mm. her harvest. And then the crone is the stillness of winter. And it's Ooh. not like nothing's going on because in winter mm. is actually where the wisdom is and the results of everything and, and the time yeah. of root growth and seed gestation. So the crone yeah. is the wise old woman. Yeah. And she's the one that we need to be really looking after as well, you know. We need to awaken the margas and get them get them working actually. Right. And then the crones, the crones can be sitting there comfy and warm telling yeah. their stories to the children. Yeah. And so getting the margas working, what do you mean by that? Like doing their inner work or What's Both. the word? That. Okay, Both. that. So, so basically, you know, in the mother season of our lives, we're still heavily under the influence of the hormone of accommodation and we're keeping everything going yes. and nurturing everything in our families or our work. And then once we're post-menopause and that's lifted, we have a completely different energy. We have increased intuition and visionary capacity just mm -hmm. as a result of being post-menopausal. And as I said, a bit more stable energy. But yeah. the other thing that we have is uh, an awakened sensation of, or not sensation, an awakened knowing that time is not forever. <laughs> we have a responsibility to pass on what we can in the best way we can to the children. It's it's the time in our lives when we have more power to influence and impact things and what we need to focus on, in my opinion, right now in the world we live in is doing everything yep. we can to ensure that the future we're passing on to the grandchildren is something that we're proud of or at least we've done our yeah. things. But, you know, the question I always say to to pose to us in this situation is, What are you going to say to your grandchildren or the grandchildren mm. around you when they say, Grandma, what did you do back in that time when there was a little bit of time left to do something to make sure that our future was going to be as good as it could be? What did you do? Wow. So yes. I actually think that <laughs> the margas, the grandmothers, and grandmother would be another another way to term us, even if you don't have grandchildren yourself. The thing about yes. grandmothers is I, I believe that the, there is a grandmother army that can be <laughs> our secret weapon. Wow. The women that will rise up, part of the whole way a marga is, is she speaks the truth without blame or shame. So we need these margas to rise and take leadership positions and share their wisdom. And, you know, all we have to do is look to our, to the, there's, look to the other creatures on the planet who go through <laughs> menopause for some yes. clues. 
you know. So yes. nature is one of our greatest teachers and the story goes that there are five creatures on the planet that go through menopause and yes. four of them live in the ocean. Wow. There's pilot wow. whales, orcas, yep. killer whales, beluga whales yes. and narwhals, yep. you know, the ones with the unicorn horn. Oh, They're called really? the tooth yes. whales. Yeah, and yep. they go through menopause and their role in their pod or their community, the post-reproductive grandmother whale is yep. the leader yep. of the pod who is relied Amazing. on for her wisdom and knowing about how to best look after the pod. The, the pod. So, like, what yep. I want to see is this grandmother army rise up and be leaders of mm -hmm. our communities and using the wisdom that we know we need to be accessing. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Once again, Mother Nature, such a teacher, huh? Mm. <laughs> if we can connect to it and watch and observe and then lead into it. Mm. Absolutely. Wow, and also, like, you know, just to remember that nature is not separate to us. We are no. nature. We that's are so nature. true. We're the human version of nature. Yes, yes. I love that. And you were talking the other day on your Instagram about the trees and I've got a big affiliation to trees as well and been reading up on that, the mother tree. So do you see her as like the crone? Is she or is she the maga? I suppose there's different levels of, of that maybe. Well, yeah, like, I, I, you know, it's hard when we try to kind of match everything up that doesn't have the same story, but she's definitely the True. elder. So she's the, yeah, the elder. elder. Gotcha. Yeah, and right. she's, she's yeah. also the nurturer as well. So, But yes. there's another great yes. example in nature of, yes. well, I mean, I think the way we can um, use that is to see that that's our responsibility. That's what's required of us is to yes. pass on the whatever it is. So for a tree, it's the nutrients. So for us, it yeah. might be information or whatever. Yeah. But, yes. yeah, so trees have a lot to teach us. Yeah, so true, so true. Oh, I'm loving this. It's just we're getting <laughs> lots of hearts, lots of women going, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your, we're getting a bit personal here, but what's been your greatest gift of moving through perimenopause, menopause, your journey? What have you? Yeah. It's probably oh, a huge question. <laughs> yeah, it's a big question and it's, it's a big experience, you know. So, um, yeah, for me, I, I stopped bleeding at about 56 and I'm 62 now and I still have yeah. hot flushes, but apparently 40% yes. of women still have hot flushes over 60. So, um, you know, wow. I, I'm having that experience and uh, I think that the biggest uh, gift for me has been um, being taught by the process. So that's been amazing. In the same way that childbirth teaches us so much, menopause yes. has been teaching me so much. And I think that um, the gift has been this, what I was mentioning before about more stable energy from as opposed to the menstrual cycle. And my menstrual cycle gotcha. was very normal, so it wasn't something that I was wanting yep. to, you know, needing to avoid or anything like that. So, but more stable energy. Sure. And seriously, I have 
so less fucks to give, so to speak. <laughs> you know, like I love that. I'm, you know, I, I know yep. that I must speak what I must speak. And yep. obviously I'm not trying, wanting to hurt anybody or anything in the process, no. but yes. I, I have yep. information that I know will be helpful to people. Yes. So, so that and also I can access a rageful fuel. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God, I love that. <laughs> but it's That's... something to be used carefully. Okay. Okay. And so you're learning how to do that and where that's needed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and to that... use it without shame or blame. Ah, uh, gotcha. That's a yeah. big one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's the kind of that, is it, is that sort of entwined into your wisdom and your eldership that that needs to come through sometimes? The uh, no shame or, or the ragefulness. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, absolutely. Like, as a former midwife, you know, my focus <laughs> is often on um, birth and all we have to do is look at what's going on in this pandemic around birth here in Australia and all around the world and, you know, that yeah. really gets, gets my rage up to boiling point. Mm. But, or yes. and, using that as fuel to then go and do stuff. So... Uh, to action my rage rather than burn something down, including myself. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> beautiful. It's what it's needed. Wakes people up around us. Yeah. Yeah. And also it has a it has a her story as opposed to history, you know, like sometimes people equate menopause, perimenopause to a similar sort of uh, experience to what has been called PMS, which yeah. really just refers to, say, week three of the menstrual cycle, which <laughs> is which is similar in energy to perimenopause. And yes. it's all about everything um, showing up in your life that's not working or driving you nuts or something. So the menopausal woman has the opportunity to uh, revisit a lot of things that have um, hurt her or... or um, you know, thwarted her growth or wounded her or whatever along along her life. That's part of the yes. healing. But it's yes. also the time where we can we often tap into the collective energy around that, which is also what happens during PMS. It's it's some um, people may have heard yes. of Eckhart Tolle and his words about the pain body. Well, the pain yes. body is something the collective pain body body, the feminine collective pain body is something yes. that we tap into in week three of our menstrual cycle as well as during our perimenopausal journey. So there's a, there's a personal right. experience and, and us tapping into the collective experience. So, so margas have that ability to be able to be more uh, collectively minded as opposed to just themselves, which is necessary. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. Oh, there's so much, so much in it, isn't there? It's just full of juice and wisdom. And um, are there any specific readings other than your amazing writings and e-courses that you could let the girls know to, to read about? 
Yeah, I think Dr. Christian Northrup's book, Wisdom of Menopause, is wonderful. So if if women were just going to get one book, that's like got everything in it. Um, and then there's lots of others. There's heaps more books now than there ever have been, of course. I bet. Which is great. Yeah. And in my yeah. um, e-course that will be out soon, I've got a library list in there as well. And, you know, there's new books awesome. coming all the time. I'm getting invitations to do book reviews and endorsements from all kinds of authors who are writing about menopause. So, you know, it's she's coming into her own, as she would, you know, like actually according to Jane Fonda on a TED Talk of hers that I watched, postmenopausal women are the largest demographic in the Western world. So there's that grandmother. Get out of here. Totally. What are they doing? Where are they? <laughs> right question. <Love> yes. <laughs> need to come on out of the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also to come on out of the culture's perspective of what a postmenopausal woman should be like, which is part yes. of what happens at the rite of passage because so yep. many women feel like, I, I, like there's something wrong with them and 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 their people say to them, "What's wrong with you? You you yes. you've changed." <laughs> and the answer to that is, "Yes, I've changed." Yes. Not, "Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. How is this affecting you? I'm so sorry. Let me change back." Like you know, yep. that's not going to happen. Although it is what happens if you drug the process. So uh, if you yes. medicate the process unnecessarily, and I mean, like if if you if you really need, like I said. If you need to take medications to ease yes. the pathway through, then of course that's what you need. But yeah. you don't actually necessarily need it. If you unravel the patriarchal cultural perspective, yes. then maybe it's okay to age. Like, you know, actually <laughs> yeah. you don't really yes. have much choice, to be fair. So, exactly, yes. And our culture being so ageist, especially yes. of women, you know, oh, she's let herself go. Or... Yeah, <laughs> that's horrible, isn't it? Such yes. bullshit, you know. Like, so women fear ageing. Yes, and, oh, my and, God. You know, so menopause is associated with that. It's not the yeah. only thing, obviously. But yes. um, in order to really reclaim it's this important time in our lives, we have to we have yes. to be at peace with, with ageing. And that's... Yeah. All that actually is is understanding the cycle. And we don't live yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Yes. And we think we do. That's our problem. <laughs> Death is always stalking us. Yeah. I love, I love this information. So we've done a half an hour. It's just gone like that. Yes. And I know, know your time is precious and you've been talking, talking, talking. So, um <laughs> Uh, is there anything that you'd like to add that at the end here, Jane? Yeah, well, I think um, it's a time to be honoured and it's a time for a party. Mm. It's oh. a time for a ceremony. Yes. A ceremony, yes. you know, like um, a welcoming to autumn. Yeah. And that can be something that you can co-create with a group of you or yes. that your community can give you. And so that's a really important and wonderful thing. In the same yeah. way as you might have a mother blessing before birth or after birth, gotcha. we need to do the do uh, autumn woman 
blessing or ceremony. That's a good thing. Yeah. And okay. the other part, to connect with the moon. And yes. You know, to use the lunar cycle as your cycle because it is whether you're paying attention to it or not, so might as well pay attention. And then that's exactly. helpful to ride. And also to focus on how your increased intuition and visionary capacity is showing up and to use it. That's it. That's what it's for. Mm. I love it. I love it. And it's funny because I haven't been bleeding for well, the last 10 months now and so I used to do a blood moon ritual every month when my period arrived and I sort of stopped doing it. And then I went, hang on a minute. And then the moon, I kept waking up and the moon was staring at me and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to do my ritual for the month when the moon's full. And so isn't it interesting how innately I just connected straight back to the moon, which mm. um, is so powerful a time and so beautiful for, to stay in ritual of okay, what has this month of perimenopause bought me and what was the juice and what did I work on? And so, yeah, I love that connecting to the moon. And I've also mm. had this research out there to say that the biggest support you can give to a woman going through menopause is just recognising it from your mm. family and friends. So mm. how simple is it, you know? Yeah, acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. It's huge, isn't it, which we just mm. don't get in mm. the western societies as much anymore so yeah but we're yeah. bringing it back I can't, we are can't we're reclaiming get... it yes yes and that's what yeah uh, so your what your work is doing is so important and i can't wait to get your little e-course on the harvest moon so harvest moon no not harvest autumn woman harvest queen. autumn oh, i love that no wonder I was calling you queen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we are so, after menopause. Yes. We're I the love queen. It. Yes. Yeah. Nothing yes. less. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Mm. All right. Well, we'll let you go. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And um, yeah, we'll talk soon, I'm sure. But yeah. um, enjoy your day. Thanks for thank coming along, Thank you so Jane. much, Tabitha. And best wishes to everybody. Power yep. on. Awesome. Yay. Bye-bye. We will. Bye. And don't forget, you can work with us. Go to studiochi.com.au, S-T-U-D-I-O-Q-I.com.au. And subscribe and share us with your friends. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm.